What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. This is a podcast about collecting sports cards, and we are off to the races in 2023. Hopefully, you all had a very merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, and a happy new year, especially. I'm recording this right now on New Year's Day. Got a little bit of break in the action and wanted to come to you with some thoughts. This is going to be a fun one. I, As I prepare these shows, I oftentimes think about what am I learning what am I doing that I think I can share with other people? What stories can I tell? And when I thought about this first episode of the new year, I had a lot of thoughts and stories that came into my brain. And so I'm just going to kind of just spew them out and share a little bit about what's on my mind as we enter this year. Just want to reinforce something out of the gates. Um, and I think this is very important and very uh very critical for all of us to realize. Um, one of my big things this year is, you know, be more in the moment. Don't be stuck in the past or looking towards the future. Um, I feel like we can all get that way. Um, being ambitious, um, being someone who is this hobby, learning about what I'm going through, uh, what I'm enjoying, what I'm not enjoying. It's easy to get mad about pickups. It's easy to get mad about things going down. But I think when you're in the moment, um, it is oftentimes an opportunity to remember why you're here and want to remind everyone that this is the best damn hobby in the world. It is so much more than cardboard. It is an escape. It is an opportunity to connect with like-minded people, meet new friends, satisfy that collector itch, remember athletes, remember teams that were significant to us. And so much about what the hobby tells you on the mainstream is about prices. It's about buying to get rid of, to sell high. Um, And that is fine and dandy, but that is not what encompasses this hobby. The collector does, the listener of this show does. The individual um, who is looking to build, looking to create, and looking to build something significant to them and not anyone else. I love this hobby. I love these conversations, all the interactions, and everything else that is going on. And I will say, this morning I just decided, you know what I'm going to do? One of my lanes I went down hard in 2022 was one of ones. And of trying to obtain one of ones that were significant to me that I thought looked cool. And I was like, you know what? It's January 1st, one of one, one, one. Why don't I post my one of ones that I picked up from last year? And uh, my daughter slept in this morning, which is a rare occurrence. I grabbed a cup of coffee, went up to my collection and just started plucking out all the pieces. And then I kind of segmented them into groups And then I took the photos, posted them, and was like, you know what? Like, this might be something people want to grab onto and start posting their stuff. And uh, my phone's been buzzing nonstop with just amazing cards, one-of-one pieces, rare 
one-of-a-kind cards that you all have been posting, which has been amazing. And it's like, this is the part about the hobby that I love. It's like, I just had this thought come to my brain and I post shared it out. And now um, I get to sit here and just look at everyone's cool ass cards all day. Um, so hooray to that. Happy new year. Um, I want to say one of the things that I certainly am looking forward to on the other side of this episode is just getting back into the daily grind and the routine, which I know it might seem crazy. I know time off is great, but I value routines. I value structure. I value process. And I've realized that this bleeds over into my hobby experience. And the less wild, wild west that I operate in the hobby, the better. This means more preparation. This means more intention. This means more direction. And I think ultimately structure allows me to get the cards that I want more effectively and more efficiently. I think we all operate differently and I'm just here to share what works for me and what doesn't work. And I hope it helps someone out along the way. I think I'm a big fan of sharing experiences. It's a part of the reason why I continue to do this show. I, I'm also a big fan of letting people learn for themselves and experience the hobby from their point of view and not the point of view of others. There's going to be kind of a, a, a story I'm going to get into here that uh, I think is an exclamation point to me on the new individual or the return visitor or the brand new hobby participant that comes into the hobby. And the way they look at the hobby looks a lot different than maybe when we did when we were growing up. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying it's interesting. And so I think there's a balance between getting shared experience and learning from other people. And there is you going off and you experiencing the hobby and doing it for yourself. And I think striking that balance is a really good thing. And you should should never go if you can't avoid going too heavily on a direction of going all down the road, trying to figure it out yourself without building a network, that's probably not right. Or if you're leaning into one individual or individuals and trying to do whatever they do and replicate that, that's probably not either. Not right either. So I think there was a moment that struck me during this break. Um, there's been a lot of moments I've had, it seems like more time off from work than I've had in the last three or four years. Now, I, I say that putting it into perspective, I feel like I have been doing more work than I have when I have work. We all know that uh, anyone out there who has a toddler, it is a uh, a lot to handle. And so it's been amazing time, but it's uh, it's been a lot of work. So I've had all these experiences that have happened over break. And one really stuck out to me. And it, it was a catalyst, I guess, to for me to want to talk about this on the show. So I was celebrating Christmas at my sister-in-law's house and she has a son, fifth grade and into cards, loves sports, great athlete, plays all the sports, just super into everything. Every time I come over, that's all we're talking about is football, baseball, basketball, you name it. And so, you know, go through the routine of getting over there and then him showing me his PC and talking about what cards he's getting. And we were sitting there and we we're watching bowl games um, on the couch. Um, and I, he looked over and he said a question to me. He said, hey, Brett, should I invest in Traylon Burks? That was the question. And I paused for a second. 
And when I paused for a second, I just had so many thoughts running through my head. And a lot of these thoughts were mostly around the fact of when I was in fifth grade, the decision wasn't about who to invest in. It was about who to collect. And that really stood out to me. And I think furthermore, I didn't necessarily seek to ask someone else like that question of who I should collect. And I I knew for myself because I got excited to watch them play NBA on NBC or watching their highlights on SportsCenter. I think there's always the this narrative that we need to grow the hobby and it starts with generations younger than us. And I agree, we, sh- we should do whatever we can to grow the hobby. We should do whatever we can to nurture generations younger than us to keep this hobby alive. I think there's a problem though. I think when I was growing up, and I feel this feels like maybe a little uh, get off my lawn uh, back in my day type of uh conversation I'm having. And maybe it is, and maybe that's needed. I don't know. You tell me, but you know, we went to Beckett. We went to hobby shops. We went to our friends for information, trusted sources. I think today, anyone who's looking to learn goes to social media and goes to places like YouTube to get onboarded. I think while I don't want to discount so many great creators that fill these spaces at all, because there is, and I've talked about them and highlighted them and promoted them on this platform. I think for as populated it is with solid creators, it's polluted with creators who are responsible for making fifth graders ask the question about investment instead of collecting. I think investment called culture and content at the top of the hobby experience is dying a slow death. And um, that's a good thing for our hobby. I'm not saying that there's not a place for investment type of content. There certainly is. But as a marketer, and I think about the funnel, right? The marketing funnel. I don't think it's it, it's meant for the top of the funnel. I think it's more for the mid to end of the funnel. When you mature, when you get your footing, when you understand how the hobby works, and when you understand, first and foremost, that a great reason to be here is in your foundation and your core value should center around collecting, then maybe it's good to figure out how you can make a buck or two. I think anyone who has built their platform exclusively on investing, investment content, I've noticed is is starting to scale back and trying to reel it in. I think the biggest problem that I'm seeing, and you can say something and you can go do something else you know, two minutes later and hope everyone forgets about it. But I think the biggest problem is that the most important attribute of any creator, collector, or business in this space is authenticity. It's being real. We can all see. We all as spectators have a barometer to see who's real and who's not. And it's all about the brand you build. And it's not a logo. It's not a catchphrase. But it's about what people think of you. It's about what's in the hearts and minds of others. It's about the trust you earned with these individuals. Just go look at the comment section and go, go look at stories shared. That's the ground floor. That's the grassroots. That, what, that's what people are saying about different individual creators, narratives that are going in the hobby. You can just open up any app and you can see it. I think there's been a groundswell that, are, that has happened in 2022 about revitalizing the collector. Time to drop the bullshit. It's like all the collectors are like, you know what, motherfuckers, we've been here and we're tired of all your bullshit. And what we're going to do is we're going to get in your way because we have been here longer than you. And I hope you had your fun in the sun 
and I hope you enjoyed all your cards going up and watching them crash back down. But the collector is coming out to talk to everyone about why they love the hobby, why they're sharing their cards, and putting other people over and sharing collections and creating great content and showcases, creating podcasts, creating great YouTube. And I love it. And I think this is this is a big win for me in 2022 is to just be a voice, one voice in helping the collector grow and help the collector be in that prime spot. I don't think it's wrong to invest. I don't. You've heard the show if you've been a longtime listener. You know I was talking about that stuff when I started the show because I was trying to find my footing, but I realized this isn't sustainable. This isn't what I like. And quite frankly, if I continue to go down this road, I'm not only not going to do this show anymore, but I'm not going to be in the hobby. And that realization was really important. I think our hobby fucking rules, right? It's time to lean on each other and let all the frauds and bad takes and self-interest implode on, on our face. And my hope is that when I go back to Christmas this time next year, my nephew looks at me and instead of asking who I sh- he should be investing in, he says, hey, Brett, check this out. Check who I'm collecting and look at all these badass cards. I have been enjoying my Indiana Pacers. My Christmas gift to my dad was to take him and go to the Cavs game, and it was an amazing game. Obviously, a W, got to enjoy that. Um, but they're just such a fun team. They're just so they're just a blast, and I've needed it after a shitty cold season. Um, so it's so nice to have the Pacers be awesome, be in the playoff race right now, and just um, exciting young nucleus who are out there looking to play for each other. I'm going to shout out my man, Mike, Joe Montana, 16 collector. Go check out his showcases. He is putting on one with Marino collector uh, on the other side of this episode drop. And I think it happens on Thursday. I got Josh Midwest Vintage Cards on the podcast on Friday. He's been running 90s auctions. Uh, I've been talking a lot about segmentation and I love what he's doing here. So I want to bring him on, highlight what he's working on and hopefully give some exposure to a new place to go after cards that you really are looking for. I also want to shout out just wrestling cards and the wrestling card community. You all are amazing. Chronicles just dropped. People are ripping Chronicles. I've been, it's been a year with Panini, a year with these new releases and I have been loving it. I've been just Really enjoying starting with Prism, Revolution, Impeccable, now Chronicles, Immaculate's coming on the other side of it. I just, I think wrestling cards are in a really good place. And I think for outsiders who saw Prism go up and Prism go down, I think it's like, let's look at wrestling cards and point and laugh. But like, for me, it's, I'm excited about the fact that all the alpha money went and left and now collectors are in there. And I've been getting, being able to buy wrestling cards for a reasonable price and cards that add to my PC. And I just think it's awesome. And so it's balanced out certainly. And I just think the products that are being put out are the imagery is phenomenal. I came back into this hobby in 20, 2019 ish. And, you know, my exposure back in was, you know, through the prison brand through, you know, uh, I didn't even mention select, but through select and those brands. And so being able to acquire wrestling cards of guys in my PC that are represented in these products, being able to get rare and scarce cards has been awesome. So just want to shout out to wrestling cards, all you modern collectors. There's a lot of cool shit happening right now. I'm just pumped about it. 
So I mentioned 90s auctions, highlighting that. And I, you know, if you listen to this show for a long time, you know, I preach a lot about segmentation. And I just think the more we can dig into segmentation, it's like, I always think about it like this. It's like the hobby and it's like music. And it's like, just because we're in the hobby doesn't mean we like all the different genres. And just because we like music doesn't mean we like all the different types of music. I think you wouldn't find me dead at a mainstream country or EDM concert. No offense to anyone who that's your thing. It's just not my thing. And I think everything in the hobby gets all put together into one thing. And I think that's a problem. I think when we decide, when we do decide to segment, it's usually based on price or perceived price. But that to me is just not enough. Like we shouldn't just bucket auctions or groups or communities together just based on the price of cards. I think niche communities and focus is where the magic happens. Getting together with not just wrestling card collectors, but modern wrestling card collectors who collect this wrestle. It's like that sort of thing. You keep drilling down. The more you drill down, you're able to align and connect with other people who share in the same passion as you. I'm really fired up about this movement, and I hope there's more to come. So we're going to continue to talk more about that. And I wanted to close this episode out by just, I put something out there. I said, what's the one thing, what's your one goal, collecting goal as you go into 2023? I got a ton of responses. Just want to highlight some of these. Hail Mary SC, expand and curate my wrestling collection. Hell yeah. Bangers and wax, starting to the PSA slab replica of tournament deck of Magic the Gathering. I would, ha. Minnesota Sports Cards 12, grab other tandems, Brady rookie. I think ah, Brady stuff. It's I've been following Brady stuff. I've been potentially looking for an opportunity to jump in and grab a card or two. I think now's probably a, a decent time. If you're paying attention to, to what's happened in his market, flippity flip cards, complete my WR prism gold runs. Go check out his stuff, man. I love Jesse's cards. You can listen to him. He had a conversation on this show, 41K gold, slow down. What a great reminder. We can all figure out time to slow down. Um, it's always go, 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 but just take a step back. Cards and sneaks really want to focus on my most wanted list. I am building out my most wanted list. I think it's really important to do that. I love that. Brooklyn Barry Bright, my man Ben, add one grail card for each of my PC players. I love simplifying it down to just that. And when I read his response, I was like, you know what? That's a great freaking way to, to look at it. Just add, have your wanted list. And then just your goal, add one card from each player. Uh, Northwoods card collector, Jordan, continue to strengthen and curate the Peyton top 50 P- PC list in more quality. I'm a quality over quantity guy. Definitely as I spend more time in the hobby, I've realized more and more about that. Let's close it out with Miller Time Cards. Finally sell the cards I don't plan on keeping. I can't recommend that one enough. Don't just let this stuff sit around collecting dust. And most importantly, that you don't appreciate. There's always a way to turn that into cash. Cash for cards that are going to make you really happy. Hopefully, you all have a really good start getting back into the grind, getting back into your routines. But most importantly, you're enjoying the hobby and you're enjoying collecting sports cards. I will talk to you on the other side of this. Josh, Midwest Vintage Cards on the pod on Friday. You take care and talk to you soon.